anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession i'm pastor joseph parker we invite you to look with to begin with in the book of psalm psalm 37 beginning at verse 1 do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed you, sh- indeed, you will look carefully for his place, and it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Verses 1 through 11, Psalm 37, then skipping to verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is forever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever But the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Again, that was Psalm 37, verses 1 to 11, then verses 23 to 31. And then finally, looking in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 16. Now it happened as he went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them 
to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Verses 16 to 34, Acts chapter 16. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the fact that your word is such a wonderful and a powerful word of wisdom, counsel, grace, justice, encouragement, and strength. And also your word teaches us how to prosper. Your word teaches us how to war. Your word teaches us how to trust you and to agree with you and to walk with you and know that by your grace and by your mercy, we're always on the winning side as we simply walk with you, trust you, and obey you. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace, boldness, and courage to be about your business every day, to be about the work of sharing the gospel with a world that desperately needs to hear, the work of making disciples, the work of sharing your light, your wisdom, your truth, your grace, and your encouragement. Help us to be faithful ambassadors for you everywhere we go. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. We're very blessed and honored to have as our guest once again. It's been a little while, but once again we have with us Attorney Alan Parker. He's the president of the Justice Foundation. Alan, how are you today? I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord, and thank you for sharing those great scriptures. I have a smile on my face. Thank you. All right. Glad they're a blessing to you. And, you know, one thing I would mention is that, like, it's always an honor to have servants of the Lord like yourself to come on, someone who's a a minister of the gospel, an attorney, and a kingdom warrior out there doing great things for the kingdom of God. So, Alan, if you would take a moment to further introduce yourself and then tell our listeners what the Justice Foundation is, what its mission is, and what it's about. Well, thank you very much. I try to be, first of all, a servant of the Lord God. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and born again because of his death, burial, and resurrection, and my surrender to him as my Lord and Savior. 
I was called to be the president of the Justice Foundation about 30 years ago. Uh, in 1993, uh, I had become a lawyer, and then I gave my life to the Lord after I got out of law school, and miraculously, he led me to become a law professor by the hand of the Lord, and then we started the Justice Foundation in 1993 to litigate for school choice because we feel the parent must have the right to decide where the child goes to school, and they should have the right to take their share of public funding to the school of their choice, and this would help bring revival to America and improve public education for every child in America mm-hmm. if every child was a school of choice. Then in 2000, the Lord began to call us to represent Norma McCorvey, who was the Roe of Roe v. Wade, and Sandra Kano, the Doe of Doe v. Bolton, in their legal efforts to reverse their own two legal cases that brought abortion to America in the year 1973. So this was 2000. The Lord called us to represent two women who wanted to go back to the Supreme Court and say, we were wrong. Roe and Doe that said there was a constitutional right to abortion were wrong. We began to collect the testimonies of women injured by abortion to take to the court with the ladies. And uh, we started the moral outcry petition the women's testimonies called Operation Outcry. The Supreme Court over the years was quoted the women's testimonies and said some women come to regret aborting it of life they once created and sustained. And last year, in June 24th, 2022, the Supreme Court reversed the 49-year-old Supreme Court precedent of Roe v. Wade and said Hallelujah. there is no right to abortion in mm-hmm. the Constitution. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're still rejoicing over that. Amen. Amen. Well, Alan, would you take a moment now specifically to pray for our listeners that they would have ears to hear whatever the Lord would have them share? You know, and I, th- I think of this, that many times for some believers— the Lord may lead them simply to become intercessors for a ministry like the Justice Foundation and other ministries that are doing great things on the front lines. Others may feel led to, to give financially. Others may be led of the Lord to volunteer. But then there are those people who God has work on the out on the battlefield for them to go forth to do. So would you pray for believers just to have ears to hear whatever God wants to say to them through the broadcast today? Amen, Lord. I agree with that request, Lord. Let your word go forth from our mouths through the Holy Spirit, and you speak directly to the audience members today, as only you and the power of the Holy Spirit can do. But Lord, I also, I pray for healing for those that need healing from abortion, men and women who might not even be wanting to listen to this at first, because it's so painful. You're the God of healing, and for those that need it, I pray for healing, and we're going to talk about resources and stuff, Lord. But then, Lord, for those that sometimes hear about abortions, and it grieves their heart that we're doing this, and then they know abortion is wrong and that we need to stop it in America, I pray for those people that they'll be encouraged today as they hear about ways that everyone everywhere can take some simple steps to help end abortion in America and bring a better way to help women in this country than killing their child and injuring themselves. Through the safe haven laws, Lord, we're going to talk about all those things. And Lord, whatever you want them to do, 
If you want them to go to our website and pick up the free resources we have there for people and share them with others, use them themselves, or if they want to help support the work of the Justice Foundation, Lord, according to thy will and thy purpose for each one's life, we pray blessings, blessings, blessings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ on each one hearing this program in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Father, I too thank you. I thank you for uh, Attorney Alan Parker. Thank you for the Justice Foundation. Thank you, Lord, for raising up a ministry like this one that, that you've used so mightily and that you'll continue to use mightily to carry out work, kingdom work that needs to be done in our nation, in our culture, and in our world. Father, anoint the ministry with a fresh anointing. And Father, raise up many intercessors that will walk with them, that will support them with their prayers. Raise up many givers who will support them with their finances to help them do what they are called to do. And raise up people who would just call up and ask questions such as, what can I do to help to support the work, the kind of important kingdom uh, progress that you're making as you're called to do what you do? Father, thank you for those individuals. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Alan, if someone wants to get in touch with you or get in touch with uh, the Justice Foundation or would like to give financially or just wants to learn more about just your mission, how can they do that? Well, I'll give the website first and then the uh, easy-to-remember phone number. Uh, The website is thejusticefoundation.org the Justice Foundation. That's the most comprehensive way to find out about all the things we're doing, all the free resources that we have to help people. Um, And then we're a nonprofit. We don't charge for any of our legal services. We give them away for free in the areas where our donors have helped us to be available to give those services for free. So other people make donations to the Justice Foundation. That then us allows us to serve the people who couldn't afford legal services or uh, might not know even where such help can be attained. So uh, thejusticefoundation.org. And then the phone number is uh, 1-866-4-OUTCRY. 866-4-OUTCRY. They can call us on that toll-free phone line as well. All right, we're coming up on a break, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest is Attorney Alan Parker, the president of the Justice Foundation. We'll be right back. i mm-hmm. 
the music of Covenant Church with My Heart Cries. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is attorney Alan Parker. He's the president of the Justice Foundation. And uh, Alan, at this point, before we get into a little bit more about the Justice Foundation, I specifically wanted to ask you if you would uh, say a word of prayer for we have, we're at a pretty, uh, what I would say, a kingdom historic point for us in our ministry. Um, uh, some of our listeners may or may not know I've, I've been a pastor for most of the last 47 years. And a few years back, the Lord led us, uh, my wife Birdie and I uh, led us to start a ministry called the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center Ministry. It's a mobile medical pregnancy ministry that's uh, that is presently serving in the Mississippi Delta. And we've been we've begun ministering to Women and God has done some miraculous things thus far, but we have an official uh, launch date, actually Tuesday of next week. So we're asking our listeners to pray. And Alan, I wanted to ask specifically, would you pray for the Lord to anoint that day, to anoint the ministry and continue to bless us spiritually, financially, and otherwise to move forward with the mission he's called us to? Amen. I would be deeply honored. Father, I represent thousands of women who've had abortions who've walked into those clinics, and so many of them have told me if there'd just been somebody to help them, they would not have had an abortion. So I thank you for this mobile medical clinic that's riding around, going to where the women are who need help, who need rescuing from the the lies of the abortion industry, that 10 minutes they'll never have to think about it again, or it's not a baby, it's just a mass of tissue. But the women then that go through the abortion learn the lie. And Father, I thank you for the healing resources that they're offering, even, I'm sure, to those who have had abortions. It's not the unforgivable sin. There's abortion recovery and freedom also. But it's better not to endure the sin and have to go through the grief of taking the life of your own child. I pray for healing right now for those who have done it, And by confession of sin, they can receive the forgiveness of God. But also, Lord, for those who are considering it, bless this ministry, bless them financially, draw the people to them as they go forth to meet the people and serve them with love and compassion and kindness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Alan, I know, of course, you've, again, been a a kingdom warrior, pro-life warrior for many, many years. But specifically today, I wanted to invite you just whatever is on your heart to share things, issues that maybe you and the ministry are addressing today or in our culture today. But I want to invite you to to share whatever is on your heart. Well, thank you. We're at an unusual moment of history. Um, a year ago, on June 24, 2022, the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade. And um, my two clients, Norma McCorvey and Sandra Kano, they did not get to live to see that. Mm-hmm. But before they died, they both made sure they gave their lives to Christ, they mm-hmm. repented of their sins, and they worked everything they could up to the last moment of their life. Uh, in Norma's case, there was a bit of a video, but I believe that that I think distorted what she said. And Norma, from my personal knowledge, repented of the sin of abortion. She felt guilty for the death of millions of children 
She wanted to help women, as we all do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why the Supreme Court, though, said there is no right to the to abortion in the Constitution. They said this matter should be decided by the states. Now, that brings us to a whole new battlefield over the issue of life in America. Before, the battle was at the Supreme Court. One focus, one thing to do, get the Supreme Court to reverse it, because only the Supreme Court could reverse a Supreme Court decision, practically. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to get a constitutional amendment, and we don't need one, because the right to life is in the Constitution, the current Constitution, mm-hmm. in the Fifth Amendment, and the Fourteenth Amendment says... No person shall be deprived of life without due process of law. So we already have a right to life. So I don't want to get into that today, because where are we today? Well, now there's a battle going on in all 50 states, and it's really 150 battles, because in every state, um, you have to win in the legislature to get them to pass a law banning abortion. Then you have to win in the executive branch. You have to get the governor to sign the law, and then you have to get the prosecutors to defend the law. And then you have to get the third branch of government in the state, the judiciary, to uphold the law. Mm-hmm. And so we see 150 battles going on across the nation. Mm-hmm. And yet the Justice Foundation, the Lord told us to call to work to reverse 20, uh, Roe v. Wade. We did for 22 years. And now the Lord is calling us to make abortion illegal in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing, that no matter where you live, as you're listening to this, you need to be involved in the battle to make abortion illegal, mm-hmm. to stop the shedding of innocent blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says God hates the shedding of innocent blood, and, mm-hmm. and abortion does take the life of an innocent child. Mm-hmm. Um so it, one of the first things people could do uh, to just be involved wherever they are is go to the Justice Foundation and sign the moral outcry petition to make abortion illegal in all 50 states, mm-hmm. no matter whether you've had an abortion or whether you're not. And when you read the petition, there's five reasons in there why everybody in America should agree that abortion should be illegal. And some of these are new to your audience. Uh, the first one is that abortion is a crime against humanity. It's like kill, it is killing a child. Mm-hmm. And that a crime against humanity when the government withdraws legal protection from a class of human beings, like they did in the past, the Supreme Court, through slavery and segregation. The Supreme Court at once said both of those things were part of the Constitution and they'd never be changed. Well, the Supreme Court was wrong. And yet we're saying abortion is as bad as slavery and as bad as segregation. You know, Alan, Number two, Alan, let me, go ahead. You want to go into that a bit? Yeah. I, I just want to jump in here for just one minute and then want you to pick up right there where you left off. Something that is so important for us as believers to grasp is that, of course, we know we have the laws and the legislature and judges and judgments made. But for us as believers, God's word is the bottom line. And God told us a long time ago, you shall not murder. And it's wrong to take an innocent life. And so even down through history, whatever nations and judges and judgments are made by people, the fact is God let us know it's wrong to take innocent life. And it's important for believers to understand that's not ambiguous. That's not hard to really grasp. That God says, don't kill innocent human beings. 
And so as believers, that should always be our starting place. And it's kind of tragic to think of this, that we spent 50 years kind of as a nation wrangling over Roe v. Wade before it was overturned when it should have never happened because God's word had led us no long before Roe v. Wade was ever came about. It was wrong to take innocent lives. So I think that's just an important truth for us as believers to be mindful of. God's word is always right, and it's the starting place, and we move from there. So but please pick up where you left off, though. Those are great comments, and because we were founded as a Christian nation on God's law, our, our laws banned abortion, up, made it a crime up until 1973. Mm-hmm. Well, now the Supreme Court has said the states can ban abortion if they want to. So the first reason is it's wrong, as you just said. The second reason is abortion hurts women. Why would anybody want an abortion? They think they're helping women. And I, here at the Justice Foundation, we represent over 4,000, well, thousands and thousands of women, and we have the world's largest body of direct sworn testimony about how abortion hurts women. In the Dobbs case, we gave the court 4,728 legally admissible testimonies about how abortion hurts women. Mm-hmm. And right now, if you're listening, I'd like to ask you to give, to, for you to give us your testimony in writing on our website at the Justice Foundation. This project is called Operation Outcry, Silent No More. And if you know that abortion hurts women, then you know a truth that most people in America don't know. They haven't had abortions. They haven't experienced it. If you haven't been healed, then there are healing resources and free Christ-centered abortion recovery programs you can go through. We want you to get the healing that you need. But once you've been healed, then how do we overcome Satan? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. We'd like to get your testimony in writing so we can then take it to the courts and legislatures across the country that are considering banning or restricting abortion. Your truth would go to court in justice. God wants, he is, the, his, one, it says, the foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice. Mm-hmm. Another place that you quoted at the beginning, God loves justice. He hates injustice, and we've got to stop this injustice. We will, if a woman gives us their affidavit online, they mm-hmm. fill it out in writing, and they tell us whether to use their first name, uh, full name, uh, or first initials only. Initials only, first name, or full name. And we suggest, if they haven't already told everybody in their life that they've had abortions, that they just tell us to use initials or first name. So we'll hide all their contact data so that they can't be bothered, and we protect them to that degree. But the truth needs to be known. And so if you're a woman who's had an abortion, and even if you've had it, and even if you know you've been forgiven, you may want to go through the abortion recovery program because it's a very deep wound, and there's lots of layers of, of things. There may be traumas in your life that led to the abortion, or the abortion may lead to trauma. But women talk about... Uh, psychological consequences that are devastating, as even the Supreme Court has admitted, uh, inability to bond with your other children, want, uh, allowing men to abuse you, drug abuse, uh, suicidal thoughts, and suicide for some women. And of course, after that, there's no help. It's appointed for after death. You, you can't ask God for forgiveness. It's appointed to 
for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. Mm-hmm. But in this life, if you're listening to this recording, you can ask God for forgiveness and become a child of God uh, and have eternal life through Jesus Christ. So Operation Outcry. So we're collecting that. Then the third thing was the safe haven law. Um, and we now know that no woman in America, even after Roe was reversed, no woman in America anywhere has to parent a child if she doesn't want to. Instead of killing the child and hurting herself, she can release the child to a safe haven in every state. That's a designated place by the state, usually a hospital or fire station, within a certain number of period of days after birth, usually 3, 30, 60, or 90 days. So you just drop the baby off at a safe haven, no questions asked, no legal procedure, and you're free of the 18 years of parenting obligation. So you can be free without killing the child, hurting yourself, and it's free. I mean, it it is it doesn't cost you anything. Like abortion pills in New Mexico cost about eight hundred bucks. The last I heard, mm-hmm. safe haven is free. And if you're low income and can't afford, you say, well, how can I? Who's going to pay for the baby and the delivery and all that? If you're low income, every one of the states has Medicaid that will pay for the delivery and all your health care related to that child. So every state wants to help you, and pregnancy resource centers like yours, your mobile vehicle, that you want to provide women from the help right from the beginning. So there's Mm -hmm. private social services and public services available also. So Mm -hmm. for the big reasons, then, I'll just kind of close with those. The moral outcry says, why? and and if you're listening to this radio and you you think, well, maybe I think abortion's rad, but who am I to tell a woman what to do? Well, if it hurts women, and... In exchange for some months of pregnancy, which is serious, the state will give her 18 years of freedom through the safe haven law. Why shouldn't we ban abortion and say, don't kill the baby and don't hurt yourself? Please, we don't want women hurt. Give women, give us the baby through the safe haven law. And then the fourth argument is, well, what's going to happen to those children? This is just a scientific fact. There's one to two million people every year waiting to adopt newborn children. So they'll just call up the next person on the list and say, hey, we had a baby safe haven today. Would you? Are you still ready to take that baby? And they've been vetted as good parents. And we're going to jump in right there. We're going to pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is attorney Alan Parker. He's the president of the Justice Foundation. We'll be right back. Remember all your 
Music of Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker, and you're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Attorney Alan Parker. He's the president of the Justice Foundation, a great uh, ministry that's doing important kingdom work. Um, located, they're, they're located in the state of Texas, but they've done work that actually touches. Uh, all over our nation and beyond as well. So, Alan, if you'll pick up where you left off, please. Well, thank you very, very much. So we were talking about the moral outcry petition to -hmm. make abortion illegal in all 50 states. And the big three reasons are because abortion kills a child. It hurts the woman with devastating psychological consequences. And there's a better alternative called the safe haven law in every state, where if a woman is unable to take care of a baby, or if she simply doesn't want to have a baby, she says uh, she can safely relinquish it at a safe haven location in her state. It doesn't cost her anything. There's no legal procedure. She surrenders the baby, and then the state will give that to a carefully vetted home of the one to two million women every year waiting desperately to adopt newborn children. So how can how can your audience members help on that? Again, I've mentioned just signing the petition, but um, one of the reasons that we're trying to make the, this a national petition, uh, I live in Texas, for example, and Texas made abortion illegal. There are no legal abortions occurring in Texas. It is illegal everywhere uh, from the moment of well, from the moment of conception on, all abortion is illegal. So why should Texans care about what happens in Ohio or something else? Well, I think the answer is kind of obvious. We're all Americans. We're all Christians. The shedding innocent blood should concern us anywhere. Mm-hmm. We just had some pretty bad disasters in Maui. A whole city was wiped out by fire. Mm-hmm. And millions of dollars are mm-hmm. pouring in to help the people just for that. We, right. The Red Cross goes in on disasters. So the moral outcry is a national, it's not just a petition, but it's a framework for mobilizing people across the nation to work together. And you could become a moral outcry petition recruiter in your area, getting people to sign it, getting your pastor to join. The, this is not a lobbying, this is not campaigning, this is not political. This is justice. And uh, so then we... Uh, what we do with the names is we look for where the battle is occurring. We're not going to be in all 50 states at once. Where's the battle occurring? And an example is this fall in November on Ohio. Ohio, the pro-death industry, is uh, putting a ballot initiative on the ballot to make abortion a right under the state constitution of Ohio. It's not a federal right. It's not a U.S. Constitution right, but they're trying to make it a state right. So Mm -hmm. there could be no restriction on abortion or anything. 
You get to abort the child up to the moment of birth. Well, that's where the battle is. And what does Hollywood and the left do? When there's a battle, they mask for the attack. They put in millions of dollars from out of state. Most of the advertising in the state will not be from Ohioans. It'll be from out-of-state groups. Well, we have to respond. If that's where the battle is, mm-hmm. we as the Justice Foundation will notify everybody that signs the Moral Outcry Petition. You will get emails. Mm-hmm. If you're signing up to join a movement, you're going to get emails. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can unsubscribe or uh, ask us to pause or something. But, and we try not to send out too many, but we're going to tell people what's going on in Ohio. You, we've got to get you information. So oh. then uh, we'll say, here's how you can help in Ohio. And then we'll particularly mobilize the Ohioans uh, that sign it. And we'll mobilize everybody that signs the petition, and we'll mobilize the women of Operation Outcry. Just give you an example. India, the day or the week after Roe uh, was reversed, Indiana called us and said, hey, we want to pass a law banning abortion. Can you help us? And we said, yes, we can. Mm-hmm. We got our people mobilized, and we gave them testimonies from all the Indiana women that we had. And they put those testimonies in writing on the legislator's desk, and they passed a substantial restriction on abortion at that time. So we all have to work together to help each state uh, be the one that ba- be one of the ones that bans abortion in well, their state. Alan, would would you take time specifically to pray for pastors and for churches to become so much more mobilized? There's it appears to be there, there are too many that are so laid back about the reality that we still can murder babies legally in our nation. But would you, you pray for churches and for pastors and churches to really become mobilized in the way the Lord would have them to be? Yes, Lord. Lord, we do. We lift up the pastors to you, Lord. And Lord, they're so precious. Uh, they're worthy of double honor, those who preach the Word of God faithfully. And we ask for your divine protection for pastors and your wisdom for pastors. And I pray that you'll help them see what can be done easily and properly within the role of the church. First of all, they can get healing to their people, Lord. And I know pastors are shepherds. They want to heal. So the moral outcry and operation outcry bring healing. They let people know that abortion hurts women, and then they can talk about the safe haven law in their state. Most people don't know about it. If a woman needs help and she can't take care of the baby, she can use the safe haven law or a Christian pregnancy center in the state itself. So we can provide help to women, Lord. And I know pastors want to do that. But Father, there is a plan of the enemy to keep them fearful of addressing this issue. And the Supreme Court said, Abortion is a painful and difficult moral decision. So whose job is it to teach morality to America? It is the judge of the pastor's role to teach people right and wrong. That's morality. What is right and wrong? Hollywood's not going to teach them the difference between good and evil. It has to be the pastors who do that. So we pray for openness, wisdom, compassion, grace on how to say it. And Lord, as people who are listening today go to the Moral Outcry Petition, download this information, take it to their pastor and say, can we pass out the petition in our church? Can we tell people about this? Can we help people that you'll anoint the people who do that 
to speak with grace and love and compassion, and then grace upon the pastors to hear it, Lord. And let, Lord, get this message out across America. Thank you for AFA Radio. And I not been asked to pray for them, but I, well, Pastor Parker's a pastor, Lord, and he's doing this. Bless him. Bless his ministry. Bless AFA. And open more doors for the women to tell their stories about how terrible it is to have an abortion all across America, in the churches and in the culture. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Alan, I want to ask before we uh, before our time runs out, Share with our listeners why the tools like the Dear Parent Letter, the uh, the Dear Father Letter, and just the other tools that you provide are so important, and why I believe it, why really everyone should get some of those in order to be able to both learn about them and learn about how to use them. Thank you. We've talked about how abortion hurts women. That's one of the main arguments for stopping it. Well, one of the ways abortion hurts women is that once you make abortion legal. It allows other people to force women to have abortions, and forced abortion is a terrible problem in America, but fortunately, it is illegal in every state. A voluntary abortion may be legal in California and New York up to the moment of birth, but an involuntary abortion is actually a crime in every state in the Union, or a civil tort which is also a form of unlawfulness, and you can be legally liable for it. So we have, in collecting the women's testimonies, we have about 2,000 testimonies of women who are pressured into having abortions, and undue pressure and coercion and force is illegal. And we had, so we created the Center Against Forced Abortions. When you go to the Justice Foundation, you can download free legal tools called the Dear Parent Letters, and other letters that you can just use as a private citizen to help stop forced abortions. So let me briefly say the three most common kinds are adult parents forcing a minor to have an abortion against her will. That's illegal in every state. Number two is the man forcing a woman to abort his child because he doesn't want to be a father. That's illegal in every state. And then the third one is human trafficking and prostitution. And the pimp is trying to force the woman to have an abortion so he can continue to make money. So all of those are illegal. We have tools on all of them. And, you know, just now, for example, this is heartbreaking. I'll just tell you the stories, uh, two, one good story. But so now we have states where, like Texas, it's illegal. So women are being transported across straight lines to go somewhere else to have an abortion. And the people in New Mexico called us the week after Roe was reversed and said, hey, is it still illegal to have an abortion in New Mexico? And we revised all our laws, uh, all our letters, and they've all been updated, but it's still illegal. Because even in New Mexico, which is a abortion haven state, a woman has the right to make a decision to keep or have an abortion. Well, the right to keep and is hers, and so... I wish there was no right to an abortion in New Mexico. We're moving toward that. But right now, at least if the woman, even if she's a minor, wants to keep her child, no one can force her to have an abortion, even in a state like New Mexico. And the Dear Parent letter is the first thing you can get for free. It tells the parents, hey, uh, we now, if you're getting this letter, you know your daughter's pregnant. It's not what you wanted, but many people have been in this situation. There are healthy and happy outcomes that can come through this. 
Alan, However, I'm going to have to jump. you need to know you can't do uh, force her to have an abortion. And gonna, we've stopped many, many, many abortions with that dear parent letter. I'm going to have you. to jump in here. Our time is just about completely gone. Share one more time website if people want to learn more about the dear parent letter and the other tools, how they can find them. Thejusticefoundation.org. And all of the things we've talked about, the letters to stop abortion, you can give them to your pregnancy center, give them to your high school uh, uh, groups, because that's who finds out that girls are having it. We've got many wonderful stories of babies being born, and even the people who are going to take their daughter say, how could we ever have thought of doing that? We love this child. Amen. And uh, adoption is an option. We have a, de- a letter for the police, the school counselors. Go to our website, thejusticefoundation.org, download all the letters, and distribute them in your community. Most people don't know that forced abortion is illegal in their state, so you can help educate and save lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Alan, and again, thank you for the great work you continue to do. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today, and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as the Lord and Savior of your life, we want to invite you to make that very, very important step. If you'd like to give your life to Christ, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with us now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived You died on the cross to pay for all my sins and the wrong things I've done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you made that decision, we very much want to be in touch with you. My email, once again, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please contact us. We want to share with you some literature and information that will help you to begin to grow and grow up strong and vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Alan, thanks so much for being with us. Share your website one more time, please. Thejusticefoundation.org. O-R-G. All right. Thanks again so much for being with us. Please pray much for Attorney Alan Parker and the great work of the Ministry of the Justice Foundation. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.